What's up, Buttercups? It's Nate with another episode of Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. We are back for the 2021 season, and today I am joined by the one and only Tony Coase of the 58 West King podcast, also Tony Patriot here within Taco Court Fantasy Football League. We went over our 2021 draft. Tony gave out some grades, what we thought about it and everything like that. Give a week one preview for the 2021 NFL season. Then we did a little season-long bet here at the end. Yeah, everybody in the league has a part into that one bet that has some fate for myself and Tony. Stay tuned and listen to that banger of the week at the end. And uh, hey, why don't you guys go check out our homies over at the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League podcast as well. They have the Fantasy Roast that's out there on iTunes and Spotify. I'll link those below. Check out their podcast. They become some pretty cool, fun people to talk with through Twitter and the things that they do for their league is pretty awesome. So uh, check out their Twitter page and everything like that. I'll link that as well. And you can check out some of the links in their bios and stuff like that. Anyways, hope you guys enjoy. Love you. Bye. Welcome back to the Talk Court Fantasy Football League podcast. This is episode 40, and today I am joined here by the host of the 58 West King podcast, Tony Cosentino. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I love coming on your show. It's my favorite. Yes, you do love coming on my show, and we will edit that part out on the video if you are watching video so that it is appropriate for YouTube and anything like that, but it's been a while. Some big changes happened in the Talk Court Fantasy Football League. The commission, Nate, has moved and relocated headquarters from the D.C. metro area in Virginia to Colorado Springs. We are right down the road from the 58 West King headquarters. So we are currently in competition for who has the best yard. And just don't come by my house yet. Give me a couple, give me about like a month or something like that. It'll look really, really, really good. So the grass is green right now over at the 58 West King headquarters. And it's thick. <laughs> Lush. How, how many seasons you're thick? Three. Three. At okay. least three. This is my first year here. We're looking to get it to four next year. Okay, there we go. So, hey, uh, like we'd like to do on every single episode, because what we did starting this podcast was getting everybody to kind of know each other a little yep. bit more. Um, we're going to start with some manager on manager. So I'll start first. Uh, Tony, what is something that you wish you had experienced, but you haven't yet? Well, unlike the Mortal Kombat guys who are into punching their fingers through their toilet paper and into their butt, I'd have to say visiting Italy. Um, I've got some Mexican and Italian in my blood. And I visited Mexico before. I've been to Tijuana. I've been to Baja, California. I've been to Ensenada. But I just like to see the other half of my heritage. So over to Italy. Got to see it. That'd be pretty cool. I'd like to be able to taste the food out in Italy. Oh, yeah. You know, compared to the you know, the the world famous Olive Garden or something like that. So, <laughs> you know, see, see, who's, who, see who's got legit. Oh, my God. For me, it's um, I've always wanted to go to a national championship for college football. I just think that that setting, like I love college sports in general, especially yep. college football. It's my jam being around all that, the atmosphere, the hype of it, the bands and all the student stuff, uh, all the yep. pre stuff going up to it and everything like that, I think would be awesome. I've been to a bowl game. Like I've been to the sugar bowl in January 07 when yep. Notre Dame played LSU and it was amazing. Like the whole week going up to it was awesome. And uh, I'd like to experience that for a national championship when everything's on the line, two best teams in the country and everything like that. Yeah, outside of when I'm on your show, like my favorite uh, episodes that you have or when you have the college music, like the FSU, like the Tomahawk song. Oh, my God. That gets me pumped. Yeah, that was pretty sick. This last weekend, Notre Dame played in Tallahassee, played Florida State, and 
Notre Dame started out slow. It was like 14, 7, 17 to 7 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Notre Dame put on like 31 straight points and then let Florida State back in. They went to overtime. Florida State uh, right on brand went wide left and then Notre Dame kicked a field goal to win it. So it was awesome. I, would, I really wish I would have been there for that game, but that was that was pretty cool. You got one? I do. My question for you, similar. What is something you have experienced that you wish you would not have? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> My only time going to a Dodger game in the playoffs was game three. Uh, I believe this was 06 or it might have been the 07 season. Greg Maddox was on the pitching staff at the time, and I got to see Greg Maddox pitch, and that was awesome. They were playing the Mets, but the Dodgers lost. So, And that was back when I think it was the wild card series or something like that, whatever the first round of the, the divisional series or something like that, and it was a three-game series. So. Mm. Got to see the last game. It was a home game and ended up the Dodgers losing. So uh, never fun to go to like a big time game when your team loses. So that's something that I think that I would say that I wish I didn't experience. Yeah. Awesome to see Maddox. But yeah, that sucks. And your team get eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, For me, something that I experienced that I wish I would not have was absolutely bleach tips in high school. So without a doubt, the worst decision I've ever made. (laughs) I'll never forgive myself. (laughs) that's pretty funny all right so we'll move on to some news and notes a couple things that we'll recognize that are different from this year in taco or fantasy football league is wayne and glenn are no longer with us and just to be sure that everybody is on the understanding because the entire city of denver from a couple years past believes that wayne is dead wayne and glenn are still breathing as far as we know as of today but they're just no longer within the league matt graham who you've heard on a previous podcast episode and terrence dunn who you've heard on the 58 West King podcast are making their debuts this week. We will go on and uh, get them both back on the podcast. Uh, Terrence will get everybody introduced to that kind of stuff. Both of those guys are out of Southern California in the LA region, both into kind of, you know, big music guys and everything like that. Uh, big into sports. Uh, I was excited to get Terrence to join because on his podcast on 58 West King, he stated that he had won like four championships in six years or something like that. You know, this high pedigree of fantasy knowledge and skill and all this kind of stuff. And our league's pretty competitive. So looking to add someone like that and throw him right into the dumpster, get him a sacco year one and give him a big piece of humble pie. Um, met those guys both through you. So met Matt through you and then met Terrence through Matt. And now you, me and Terrence have a group text thread thing and all we talk is about is dodgers and it pisses us both off off because he's at a dodger game it seems like every week on yeah. giveaway nights and then he's like hey look at this cool giveaway look at this cool giveaway look at this cool giveaway and then when the dodgers aren't in town he's like hey just watching a weezer concert at dodger stadium sitting on the grass like fuck off man so uh look at me i'm at a dodger game look at me i'm at dodger stadium yeah. get out of here terrence yeah just kidding i like the pictures looking forward to him getting a sack of this year <laughs> And also, uh, second and last piece of news, Tony, you recently completed your Sacco punishment for being the worst of all time out of all the fantasy managers and especially last season. And by the way, this is your second one in three years. So congrats to you, Brandon, too hot to handle. He won the championship last year, beating out Clint, put you in a dress and brought some signs down to downtown Colorado Springs so that all the natives understood who you really are. And he also brought himself a speaker. He slapped some tunes. And he had you dance while we sat there and enjoyed frosty beverages and appetizers, street side, just having a good old time. Uh, how do you feel about yourself right now, Tony? Yeah, 
the entire city of Colorado Springs, they now know I can't dance. So I am ashamed of my actions last season. Uh, I drafted a quarterback in tight end early, like I believe within the first four rounds, and I paid the ultimate price. I wasn't the worst team in the league, but you have these god-awful, goddamn Sacco rules, so it is what it is. Uh, I think it worked out fine. I was pretty impressed by your dancing skills. I mean, you hit the worm pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. You got that cool Fortnite dance. You you got that down pretty good. I can't do that. So I think some of the best parts was there was one guy who had like an older truck. It probably like 50s, 60s <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And the sign said to, uh, you know, honk if you want to see me dance. Well, the dude didn't have a horn. He didn't have one. So instead of having a coming by and honking one time, he drove by like six times just to, so that every time we saw him, we just made you dance. So that was pretty. Yeah, fun. that made me feel uncomfortable. I considered getting a restraining order. Yeah, <laughs> he was looking for that that upskirt video uh, on the hub <laughs> later on. So cool. We'll move into draft recap. So uh, we had our draft uh, a couple weeks back, and how we determined draft order this year was a little bit different. So we try to come up with something that's unique or something like something just different. We haven't done. And I saw on TikTok some people who did some things. And so what we did was we randomized a Royal rumble on WWE 20 and we streamed it live. There's 30 people in a Royal rumble. Every manager got two of them. So that gave us 24 total contestants. Six of them were ran by the computer and whoever finished best in the Royal rumble with one of your wrestlers ended up being able to pick your draft position uh, wherever you wanted to draft. So, for instance, me, I had the Big Show and Razor Ramon. The Big Show finished first. He was the winner of Royal Rumble. With him being the winner of Royal Rumble, I got to pick where I wanted to draft in the draft, essentially, right? So I could have picked 12. I could have picked 11. could have picked 7 or something like that. I went with first overall. And then so on, so forth, wherever people finished best, we're able to pick where they drafted. So we're going to go over some of those draft results here. And then we'll get some commentary based on what we thought about their draft. So we'll start with me at the top. We'll go down my roster from top to bottom, not necessarily in the draft order, but you'll get the sense of what it is based off, you know, where people are picked. So at team quarterback, I got the Chargers quarterback, Chris McCaffrey at running back, Gus Edwards, C.D. Lamb, Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd, Darren Waller, Mike Davis, Mike Williams, McCole Hardman on the bench, Tracon Smith, Randall Cobb, Tyson Williams. Ramon Stevenson, Alex Collins, and Wayne Gallman currently on the roster. As much as I hate to do this, I have your team ranked atop the league. It's painful, it feels dirty, and it's going to be short-lived. So a lot of parallels to your love life. Fuck, dude! Damn! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I hate to be your wife. Like, hey, this dinner is really good. I just wish you would have cooked it better. God Fuck, Tony. <laughs> that was good. That was good. You're not getting compliments for everything. I got I to gotta bring you down a peg or two. But yeah, your roster is solid. Uh, you had the number one draft position and you capitalized. You know, you kind of make the rules when you're at the turn and even more so when you're at the front. So I do like Tyson Williams. I do like Ramondre Stevenson. You have Wayne Gallman as kind of a cuff for Mike Davis. So I think all those guys are going to be guys you plug in on your roster this year. Yeah, I went into it trying to pick out running backs that I knew I could handcuff that people wouldn't end up taking later on. So one thing I was trying to do, what it bugs me that I don't have the handcuff for CMC. So, and Clint has them right now. So I tried to work a three-way trade because Chad has Tony Pollard, which we'll get to later on. And so I tried to do a three-way because Chad's got the new England backfield. So I was like, Hey, I'll send you Ramon Stevenson. You send Clint Tony Pollard for his handcuff for Zeke. And then mm -hmm. Clint will send me Chubba Hubbard. Chad said it was interesting, but Clint was like, nope, I think that McCaffrey's more liable to get hurt than Zeke. So 
I'm probably going to try to work a trade just with Chad to, hey, I'll take Clint's or whatever like that. We'll see how it turns out. But yeah, I appreciate the praise and I um, appreciate the neg also. So, all right, <laughs> moving on to the second team, too hot to handle our uh, last year's champion and the only other two-time champion of Taco Court Fantasy Football League. Uh, we obviously know that I'm the first one and I am the best one of all time also. So anyways, team quarterback, he's got the Cardinals quarterback, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Cooper Cup, Jerry Judy, Debo, Samuel, Travis Kelsey, Ronald Jones, AJ Green on his bench. He's got James Conner, Darnell Mooney, Nelson Aguilar, the Falcons quarterback, Tevin Coleman, Van Jefferson, and Adam Trotman. Your thoughts? So the good news here is that Brandon will not be repeating as champ. I've got him ranked number eight, so kind of towards the back end of that middle group. He does have the edge at quarterback with Kyler Murray and then tied in with Travis Kelsey. But after that, if you look at his roster, he's kind of read it off. But he's given up points at every position. His running backs are Gibson and Montgomery. Neither of those guys are PPR specialists. Wide receiver, he has Cup, Judy, and Samuel. So it's decent, but I'd feel a lot better with like a bona fide wide receiver one ahead of Cup, like a Hopkins or Adams. And then at flex, he has Ronald Jones and A.J. Green. That's Those are just disgusting options in a full PPR league. And then his bench is Connor Mooney and Tevin Coleman. I think he has Van Jefferson and Adam Troutman too. I'd have to look at that, but yep. decent edge at quarterback and tight end, but just not enough to overcome all those other deficiencies. Yeah, I like the Nelson Aguilar pick on his bench. I think that he can make some way. David Montgomery, I'm kind of starting to get a little bit more into. Um, just Tevin Coleman's hurt a little bit right now too. They have Damian Williams in the backfield as well. Um, and I like his Jerry Judy pick. Jerry Judy, I think, is the guy who uh, is going to benefit the most from Teddy Bridgewater being the quarterback. They're in Denver because Teddy Bridgewater is a dink and dunk type of guy, drop off type mm -hmm. of thing. And that's where Jerry Judy's going to make a lot of his hay uh, down on the rest of the Denver wide receivers and pass catchers, I guess you would say, for that reason, to include Noah Fant. Tony Gibson, yeah, cool. Kyler, obviously, going to be good. But yeah, decent job. But thanks for not repeating this year. We'll go on to our one of our newest managers here who doesn't know how to spell unless he's trying to make a jab at james within the league but i believe it's supposed to be california boner jams 03 which he has in other leagues but he wrote it as california boner james 03 so we'll go down his roster he's got the eagles quarterback aaron jones Najee harris robert woods chris godwin devonta smith yuck tyler higby kareem hunt is it marquez marquise i don't know whatever callaway new england wide receiver on the bench marvin jones antonio brown jd mckissick brian edwards carlos hyde the Patriots quarterback, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Your thoughts? I have him ranked 10th, so he's at the bottom end of my rankings. I like a couple of his guys, so that sucks. I have to rank him this low, but he does have Robert Woods, which we're all high on. I like Aaron Jones, high on him. Devontae Smith, though, is his wide receiver three, and he's a question mark. So can he cut like a madman? Yes, we've seen the film. Does he weigh more than 165 pounds? The answer to that is no. So Hell I just need to nah. see him in NFL action. I think we all do and see if that college game translates to success at the NFL level. And then just how much Sirianni is willing to give him uh, in year one with that frame. He also has Kareem Hunt as a flex. And that one concerns me because last season with Nick Chubb on the field, Hunt busted six times. So that's less than 10 fantasy points. And in four of those busts, he scored five points or less. And those are just going to kill him. So his depth is okay, but he's currently rostering guys like Carlos Hyde, MVS, and Brian Edwards, which I'm not sold on Edwards, but I know some people, they have him uh, as one of those sleeper guys. All right, moving on to our next person here, Mr. Auto Draft himself, the Murder Boners. The Murder Boners drafted the Titans quarterback, Saquon Barkley, Clyde Edwards-Lair, A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, yuck, uh, Julio Jones, Noah Fant, yuck, Brandon Ayuk, eh, uh, Chase Edmonds, and then the bench with Will Fuller, who's suspended, uh, Michael Gallup, 
Tyrell Williams, T.Y. Hilton, who doesn't have a neck, Dolphins quarterback, Malcolm Brown, and Gio Bernard. Your thoughts? Yeah, so you mentioned it. This is our resident auto-drafter, and there is no doubt in my mind that if Octavio drafted his own team, he'd be below Peterson in the rankings. I have him at six, though, with this roster, which makes sense. The computer did the work. I do like his wide receiver one in A.J. Brown. However, he also has Julio Jones, so he's got the triple stack with Tannehill, Jones, and A.J. Brown. So on down weeks when those guys run the ball 40 times, like what is his team going to do? Yeah. You know, Maybe they don't throw it for a touchdown, and then he's really screwed. So he's got decent running backs, but I think Saquon's going to take a couple of weeks to get going. So not terrible. Uh, the computer did a great job. So just middle of the pack, though, in the rankings here for me. Yeah, I'd probably be trying to see which one of those guys, AJ Brown or Julio yep. Jones, breaks out quick and then trade them out. Ship right? them out. Ship them out. Get you another guy, maybe a you know a decent. You're probably not going to get a good running back uh, just because everybody's going to hoard them, but maybe package that up with one of your other guys and send them out. So something like that. Get rid of that Chase Edmonds and either Julio and AJ Brown together. Get yourself another running back and then figure out wide receiver the rest of the year. So. Cool. Uh, next, we're going to um, the guy who everybody knows is better than everybody. I shaved my balls for this. This is Trey. He's got the Rams quarterback, Jonathan Taylor. Ooh, I don't know about that now. Miles Sanders, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, LaVishka Sinault, Logan Thomas, Miles Gaskin, Smokey Brown, his bench, Michael Thomas, Paris Campbell, 49ers quarterback, Christian Kirk, who he just can't quit, D. Eskridge, Anthony Fersker, and then Alan Lazard. So I've got Trey's team ranked 11 in my power rankings. Uh, depth is the name of the game. And on Trey's bench, you mentioned it, but Paris Campbell's there. Christian Kirk. He has, I think, Dwayne Eskridge is listed as D. Eskridge. You said Ferkser and Alan Lazard, another uh, fantasy crush for Trey. He also took the dive on Michael Thomas, which would really help his team, but it's not going to help him until week seven. So he's got running backs that can give him a solid floor, but no PPR superstars. So no Austin Eckler, no Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. So this might all change for him in week seven once he gets Michael Thomas and if Chenault pans out, but those aren't certainties. So we'll just have to see. He's hanging out here at the bottom until further notice. I have concerns about Jonathan Taylor this year just because yep. the Colts offensive line is so banged up. They're searching for a left tackle still. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be trouble. Uh other guys with I think it's like three guys with on the offensive line who have like massive problems injury-wise and stuff like that, too. So I think a lot of people are looking at how their line was last year. Uh don't think that it's gonna pan out exactly the same. I mean, still gonna be getting the ball, but you know, something that I was shying away from if I were later end of the first round or something like that. Yeah, those carries don't mean as much in this league. I mean, he might get yeah. outscored by one of those middling running backs who just catches balls, like a James White, right? Someone in that kind of role. And I think the team has come out and said they want to get Naheem Hines the ball more. So that's scary if you're a yeah. JT owner. You know, it's weird. When you look at the end-of-season rankings for running backs and all this kind of stuff, right, where they stacked out, it's like, okay, that's cool. This guy was number 12, right? Like, say a guy like James White, he finishes 15 or something like mm -hmm. that, right? You can't start the guy ever. So it really doesn't matter, right? Where do they stack up as opposed to, you know, for guys that you're actually playing as opposed to just what their end numbers look like, you know? Yeah. Like that, yeah. So. Sometimes it's better to look at fantasy points per game uh, versus their final standings from the last season. I'd rather have a guy give me 12 to 13 points a week than some guy who's going to give me four and then give me 23 or something like that. So yeah, that was Kareem Hunt last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Um, the worst manager of all, even though he hasn't won a sackle yet, but he's due. Eskimo brothers in Josh Peterson. So we got the Packers quarterback, Derek Henry, Fournette, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Jared Cook, A.J. Dillon, Mike Gusecki. And then on his bench, he's got Russell Gage, James White, Zach Ertz, the Saints quarterback, 
Emmanuel Sanders, Blake Jarwin, and Justin Jackson. Your thoughts? I have him ranked as the number 12 team out of 12 teams in this league. Having your starters set in this league is obvious, but you also have to have depth because we run three wide receivers, which all leagues should, and then two flex spots. I don't think Peterson has either of those things set. You just ran down through his roster, and I'm certain a lot of those guys would be waiver wire fodder uh, if he didn't roster them. So, yeah, not not happy about this roster. I'm happy it's not mine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, you know, it kind of looks okay from the starter aspect, right? I mean, sitting there with the Packers quarterback, Henry, Ridley, Allen Robinson, Jarvis. But outside of that, it stinks. Like, you've got A.J. Dillon in a flex position. Yeah. Mike Gusecki has a second – uh, second tight end to Jared Cook, like you're flexing him out, and then where's the rest of it, right? Hey, and he has Ertz on the bench, and he has Blake Jarwin. He has four tight ends. Four tight ends, right? You got four tight ends, Josh. What are you doing? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him a sackle this year. Let's hope so. Um, outside of obviously Terrence, but we'll take either one. So, all right, moving on to the next team. Cops Lives Matter. This Chad, you got the Chiefs quarterback. Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Corey Davis, Kyle Pitts, Damian Harris, Jalen Waddle in the flex. On the bench, you got Devin Singletary, Tony Pollard, Jags quarterback, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Sammy Watkins, and Tyler Conklin. Your thoughts? It doesn't matter how many times we have to say it, but Chad refuses to draft a quarterback late. He took the dive on Patrick Mahomes, I think, in the second round, as he always does, and I think it cost him because he also took the dive on Kyle Pitts early. So, you know, I think what he paid for was depth. He doesn't have depth. You mentioned Tyler Conklin, Evan Ingram, and then Kyle PS three tight ends. So another team carrying more than one tight end. And does that go to show that he doesn't have confidence in Kyle Pitts being a reliable tight end option? Or does he just have that much faith in Tyler Conklin and Evan Ingram to flex them? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but when you're rostering this many tight ends, you're not able to hold lottery tickets on your bench. You're not able to hold a Tony Jones who is now the backup to Alvin Kamara. You're not able to hold, hold on to Tyson Williams, who is the backup now to Gus Edwards. Like, I don't, I don't know why people don't see that. Stop holding so many tight ends. Yeah. Damn it. it. For me, it's the same thing as holding multiple quarterbacks. Like I don't care to hold multiple quarterbacks either. The same thing with tight ends, right? Like either you're going to pick one at the top and ride with them. Right. Which he did. Like you, if you believe in Kyle Pitts to spend a third, fourth rounder yeah. or whatever he spent on him, right. Fourth rounder. I think it was, you just ride with it. You don't waste other draft picks. You try to get the guys that can fill out the rest of your roster because you uh, because you took that chance on the quarterback and the tight yeah. end early, right? You need some boom, boom or bust guys who are breakout candidates in those later rounds. So Tyler Conklin is not that. Like they traded for Chris Herndon. If anything, go grab Chris Herndon or Tyler Croft on the Jets. Yeah. Why do you have Conklin? No shit. He's got a fun name. His name's fun. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got um all of the uh you know, two pass catchers on the Giants. Like, when are you ever going to start one over the other or something like that, right? So, and they both play kind of the same kind of thing, like over the middle, certain Shepard. I England. have him ranked at nine, and all of those things I just bitched about are the reason why. Cool. Uh, next team, um, the guy who wins the most out of our league, scores the most points out of our league now that Wayne's gone. Uh, password is Taco, and that is Clint. Fuck him. Uh, he's got the Bucks quarterback, Zeke Elliott, DeAndre Swift, DK Metcalf, Kenny Galladay, Odell Beckham, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, his bench has Henry Ruggs, Jonu Smith, Cole Beasley, Chubba Hubbard, Gabriel Davis, Daryl Williams, and Latavius Murray, who doesn't play football anymore. <laughs> Current free agent. Current free agent. Current free agent. Yeah, uh, running back depth can make 
or break uh, fantasy season. Uh, if you have it, you feel great about your roster and you probably have a solid season. I think we've kind of seen a trend in most of the leagues we play together in. If you have the depth, you're going to be good. If you don't have depth, you suffer just because of the turnover that we see at the position. And you mentioned Clint has Zeke, Swift, Mostert, Melvin Gordon, and then a few handcuffs on his bench. So he should be good to go there throughout the year. And I think he was in a similar position last year. And he was the guy who dropped his fab load on uh, Mike Davis, even though he didn't need him. But what you're yep. doing while you roster those guys and while you pick up you know, the hotness on the waiver wire, you're taking all that positional advantage away from other guys who might need it. Like Tony Patriot. Tony Patriot needed that last year. Tony Patriot <laughs> yeah. really could have used Mike Davis last season. Yeah. So I love the running backs, but receiver, he's rolling with DK, which is fine. But then Galladay, who doesn't stay in the field, I believe he's still nursing an injury even now. OBJ, yeah. who's coming off ACL surgery. So that's kind of a question mark. He has Kittle. So if we get 2019 Kittle, Clint's going to beat his rankings here for me. I have him at five. And knowing Clint, he's probably going to do just that. Yeah. He'll probably end up in the damn championship. Yeah. Fuck him. All right. Uh, Milford Academy, this Terrence new member, number two. He's got the Cowboys quarterback, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans, Juju. Dallas Goddard, Jamar Chase, Curtis Samuel, his bench is riding with Kenyon Drake, Devonta Parker, David Johnson, Gronk, Jameson Crowder, Devonta Booker, and Nico Collins. Your thoughts? Yeah, I have Terrence's team ranked number two in my uh, early season positional rankings. I think he did great in his first Taco Corp draft. He has the top five quarterback in Dak. He has a solid floor at running back with Chubb and Carson. Love the wide receiver trio of Diggs, Evans, and Juju. People seem to forget how good Mike Evans is. And then plenty of guys he can flex like Jamar Chase, Curtis Samuel, Kenyon Drake's going to get all the passing down work in Las Vegas, Devontae Parker, Jamison Crowder. So lots of guys you can kind of plug and play throughout the season. And then he also has your favorite sleeper, Nate, Nico Collins. Oh yeah. I love that dude, man. Big frame, big frame yeah. there. And he's probably going to be sitting in that top, you know, one of the top three wide receivers he's going to play on the outside, right? In week one. And you hope that Tyrod can take some shots and show off that he's like six foot. 30 and uh is houston gonna be good or are they gonna be playing from behind oh no they're gonna pass a lot so yeah, you might yeah. want to get the guy who's uh like what deandre hopkins was i mean that's not a comp but he's the big frame guy who's gonna go up and get the ball when you're you know running for your life and you just throw it up so yeah i dig his draft i really like the mike evans pick i was hoping he would come around to me that's one of the wide receivers i was gonna take the guy just catches a thousand yards he's probably gonna go double digit touchdowns he will if there's a line that's under 10 you need to take it He's the guy who I would have wanted out of the Tampa Bay scheme. So outside of everybody else, even though Antonio Brown is really cheap. Yeah, he was discounted, though, because I think Godwin was going early. Yeah, I mean, he was probably like a, what, fifth, sixth round guy or something like that, I think is where he ended up getting him. So give it to me. I just got a notification that there's leg legendary Pokemon um, in five stars, five star raids right now. So <laughs> not a sponsor. Anyways, uh, moving on. we got three teams left. we got Tony Patriot. And this is you, Tony. The... Ravens team quarterback, Austin Eckler, Jamal Williams, woo, as your second running back. DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, TJ Hawkinson from that same Detroit team. And Javonta Williams, <laughs> DJ Chark, and your bench, Trey Sermon, Jacoby Myers, Bears quarterback, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall, Tony Jones, and Zach Moss. Your thoughts on your draft? I'm going to try to be modest here. I f***ing loved my draft. 
I refrained from committing high draft equity in guys like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Darren Waller. Would have liked to, but made that mistake last year, and I got burned for it. I did take Lamar, but he fell to me in round five or six, I believe. And at that range, I perceive that as a huge value. Uh, you mentioned I got Eckler, a PPR stud. I'm high on him. And then I stacked my receivers with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, and Tyler Lockett. So all three that have wide receiver one potential. DeAndre Hopkins have an overall wide receiver one upside. So... Top 12, though, I think is in the cards for all three of those guys. I also have that depth on my bench in Jacoby Myers, Trey Sermon, and Terrace Marshall. You aren't high on Jacoby Myers, but I believe he is the number one option there. You like Aguilar, but Myers is their new slot guy. He's their new Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. But, you know, those guys on my bench, I'll be able to plug them in throughout the season. I have TJ Hawkinson, a perceived top five tight end. So you read off my roster, and you'll notice there are no other tight ends on my bench. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You got a guys who are like, I love Terrence Marshall. It's just when I ended up getting into my draft, Robbie Anderson was over there in that middle round four or yeah. five turn or something like that. So I took him. I'm for some reason, I'm really high on the Carolina team from a fantasy aspect this year. And if you've watched any of the preseason games or any of the preseason footage and you watch Terrence Marshall, he's what Jamar Chase is supposed to be. Um, the guy is just a monster. He goes up and grabs balls. He takes the ball out of the air. Yeah, definitely a stud that they got there. and It's a good offense, too, and a team that fielded almost three 1,000-yard uh, receivers last year. Curtis Samuel just missed it, but he was in the 900 range. Yep, and I think they're getting a quarterback upgrade with Darnold. So. Agree. Interesting that Darnold wasn't drafted anywhere in the draft, but I have a feeling he's going to be a waiver wire guy at, at some point and definitely a DFS candidate uh, for a lot of people going forward as well. I do like, you know, obviously I'm big on Eckler on your podcast. I had him ranked three overall your guest for episode 100 has is really high on Eckler also he just posted a TikTok um <laughs> yesterday or this morning or something like that where it was like him waiting in a draft for Austin Eckler and it's like waiting 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 and then he gets to the pick before him and then he's there and he's like yeah all pumped right so he's a big Eckler guy as well but I like that I like the Javante Williams I think he's going to be the one in Denver I think Melvin Gordon's going to get phased out and kind of spell you know, uh, so I think that takes away from your Jamal, you know, needing Jamal Williams there as well. And then you have the depth and Elijah Moore, who, you know, could potentially be that the guy in New York with the Jets and they have a gunslinging quarterback as well. So kudos. Trey Sermon on the bench too, San Francisco running back. So the thing, dude, like it sucks because I love the San Francisco running game, right? Like you want to have a piece of that. The thing yeah. is, is like they got most are injury prone. Trey Sermon, injury prone. The entire team is injury prone, and I don't think they've ever like fixed their strength and conditioning thing or anything like that, you know, or their medical staff stuff. So it's like how many like you can just probably roster every 49ers running back and they'll play at some point and get you 15 points. So just as long as they're playing one or two, they're going to get you the points. So I think if you're anything more than a casual fantasy football fan, though, you should understand it. Running back, you're not going to get 17 games out of these guys. Like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, I mean, he's on my bench right now. So if I can get half the season out of him and he can produce as a typical San Francisco running back does, I think he's more talented than guys like Jamichael Hasty or Wayne Gallman, who they cut. I think, you know, he could be their number one running back. You know, once Moser goes down, I, I think Moser will be treated as the number one yeah. uh, there. But you might see like a hot hand approach. Shanahan's going to mess with it. He's going to try to be as Bill Belichick as he can with the backfield, but I'm all in on having any piece of that backfield that I can. He normally sticks with two guys. That's what he did in Atlanta, right, with Tevin Coleman, Devonta Freeman. Yep. So, And both of those guys can produce, and you can pretty much play them any week. So good stuff. All right, going on to Nick, uh, three penis wine. You got the 
Seahawks quarterback Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Robbie Tanyan, Daryl Henderson, Brandon Cooks with the bench with Naheem Hines, Philip Lindsay, Austin Hooper, Alexander Madison, John Brown, who's a Fury agent now, Rashad Penny, Hunter Henry. And then in his IR, he has Rashad Bateman. So I had myself ranked three. I forgot to mention that. Nick, I have ranked right behind me at number four. And I've had it up to here with teams rostering three tight ends. If you're listening, my hand is at about five foot, two inches tall. I think that's about Nick's height. I'm not sure. Can you, can you <laughs> yeah, fact check it? I was, I was watching, you know, like, oh, he's sitting down, and that's about Nick's height. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, Nick is another one of these Jamokes holding three tight ends. Uh, my only issue outside of that is uh, Nick's lack of depth. And had he drafted something other than tight ends, we'd probably have Nick inside the top two or three. Come on, Nick. Yep, come on, Nick. All right, and I'm just kidding. I love you. Last and definitely least, we got James and the Pocket Dogs. We got the Bills quarterback, Josh Jacobs, Sonny Michelle, Devonta Adams, Keenan Allen, Chase Claypool, Mark Andrews, Michael Pittman Jr., Jalen Rieger on the bench, Michael Carter, Cole Kmet, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Comes from a good family name, um, really good uh, brother who played for a very prestigious uh, university. Rondell Moore. Kadarius Tony Brown's quarterback and Chris Herndon your thoughts on James I have the pocket dogs ranked number seven so probably heard multiple tight ends again I'm about to flip my desk I'm about to flip it Nate <laughs> but James has Josh Allen that's great he has Mark Andrews that's awesome he has a solid starter he can rely on every week at tight end and quarterback so why the hell is he rostering Cole Komet and Chris Herndon as well he has uh, the Browns quarterback. So that's three wasted bench spots in a league where depth matters uh, with all the wide receivers that we have to start and then the extra flex spots. I get his bench stashes uh, of Rondell Moore and Amon Ross St. Brown. There's some upside there in Detroit. They're going to suck, but not the extra tight ends. He's given up points at running back with Sony Michelle and Josh Jacobs. Flex spots, he has Michael Pittman and Jalen Rager. But as a UCLA fan, I can't fully support Pittman, but the Bible uh, narrative exists with Wentz and Pittman. So there could be some upside there in Pittman. I don't like Rager. The only thing keeping him in the middle rounds of the pack here is his wide receiver core. Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Chase Claypool. So that's a fantastic wide receiver trio. I do like that. I don't like James. So um, <laughs> I don't know why I don't like him. I, I like him. He's a nice guy. But yeah. Anyways, I hope he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny because him and Clint live together. So like mm -hmm. when one of them's really good and the other one's like struggling a little bit, it's kind of fun to, to hear what, what it's like to live in that household. So, mm -hmm. all right. So we'll take a break real quick for a word from our sponsors and we'll get into the week one preview. What if everything you ever wanted came in a rocket can? Power thirst. Rocket edition. <laughs> With all new flavors like banana, fizz bitch, and gun. You've had the worst. Now try the thirst! Quencher! Power thirst. Side effects include glowing sweat. Use your sweaty body to fuel sweet, sweet rave parties. Power thirst. Anything is possible. Oh, the sport you'll invent because you'll be too energetic for normal sport. You'll feel like a fighter jet made of biceps. What about me and my blue collar? Too crazy. Turn that every man into a beverage. Beverly stands for beverage. Interrupt this advertisement to blow your mind. Power thirst now comes in women. Now with preposterous amounts of testosterone. Preposterone. Think fast, douche fag. Power thirst now comes in doves. Oh, hubcatting. Similar to bear blasting. Oh Lord, why have you forsaken me? Cannon. When God gives you lemons, you find, find a new God. God. Power 
Thirst. Godberry, King of the Juice. Unacceptable. Drink Power Thirst and you'll win at everything forever. You'll win at running, football, arson, weddings, and arse. You'll even win at irony. Oh, top score. Still unconvinced? We'll check out these testimonials from real Power Thirst drinkers. Boop. 400 babies. Boop. Power Thirst. It's really. Oh, oh. Boop. Thirst. It's like crystal meth in a can. It's crystal meth in a can. Power thirst is crystal meth. Warning, may contain anacornicoba. And we're back from the break. We are here to break down the week one preview for Taco Core Fantasy Football League in the 2021 NFL season. Going down the matchups, we have the Cops Lives Matter going to the Vinegar Strokes. The Vinegar Strokes are a three point favorite right now going into this matchup 136 to 133. We have the Eskimo Brothers going to the Pocket Dogs. Pocket Dogs, a 10-point favorite, 130 to 120. Obviously, the Pocket Dogs are probably going to win because that's Josh's team and the Eskimo Brothers, and we know how trash that team is uh, historically. And for the closest matchup of the week, we have the Milford Academy. Terrence, new member, taking on I Shave My Balls for this. And I Shave My Balls for this is a four-tenths of a point favorite over the Milford Academy. Tony Patriot, you are headed to the Murder Boners, and you are... Also, a four-tenths of a point favorite over the Murder Boners on the road. On the road favorite. And we have the California Boner, James 03, is a 13-point dog going to three penis wine, 138 to 125. And rounding out, we have a rematch of last year's championship in Password is Taco going to Too Hot to Handle. And Password is Taco, a one point favorite over too hot to handle every week going forward we will make a lock of the week and this week uh my lock of the week is going to be the three penis wine over the california boner james 03 uh i did not care for matt's draft whatsoever nick pretty decent historically but i think it's going to be a rude awakening Rude awakening for Matt coming into Taco Corp, starting out the season 0-1 and trying to figure out what did I get myself into. Lock of the week, three penis wine over California Boner James 03. Tony, you got a lock? I do. Whoever the hell is playing Josh Peterson seems. So this week it's pocket dogs. James over JP. Look at the matchup for yourself. James has an edge at nearly every position. So that's my lock. All right, moving into a season-long bet draft. I'm going to write a number. I didn't do this before, okay? So we're doing this live right now. We were going to figure out who is going to draft first. So I'm going to write a number on a piece of paper. It's going to be one through 10. If you are three away from it or less, you get to pick first, and then I'll show you. I'm ready. Pick a number, one through 10. Uh, We'll go with three. And the number was four. So you get the first overall pick in this draft. So anyways... Now, given that we've reviewed our draft, we've gone over each team. We're going to make a season-long bet here, and we're going to do it in draft form. 12 rounds, six managers apiece, snake draft. Whichever one of us drafts the six managers that acquire the most regular season points throughout week 14 wins, right? So it has to be active rosters. It's what we put in our tracker every single year of how many points. I'll field a wager to the league and have them come up with what the losers shall do at the end of the season, and we'll roll with that. We're going to take that, all of the suggestions. We're going to put it in a poll. We're going to have the league Facebook page vote on it. I'll also put it on my personal one and our league's Twitter and probably somewhere else as well. I just got to figure out how to do that. 
we've determined who goes first now because we just did that live on air. And Tony, you have the first pick of this draft, and we're going snakes, so you got to make the first one good because you got two picks coming right behind you, and we'll check out who the teams are. So I'm going to employ a tactic that I like to employ with my fantasy teams and my degenerate sports gambling. I'm going to go ahead and take your team with the first overall pick that way. If you happen to beat me in this league and you do really well, I'm also winning, and I'm also hopefully not getting my belly button pierced. <laughs> so Ooh, yep. that's that's it. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> that one hurt because I had me sitting on the turn. I had me sitting on the turn. So, all right. So Tony's got the vinegar strokes. I am going to go with my first overall pick at the one, two. I'm going to take password is taco and Clint historically one of the highest scoring teams in the league. So I'm going to take them and I'm going to back it with the Milford Academy and Terrence smart. He was, he was my number two team. There we go. And then now up to you for two picks. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take my own team since I'm the next highest ranked team from ESPN and my own rankings. So Tony Patriot. So I got your team. I got my team. And since I'm on the turn here, going to go with Nick's team. I have him ranked fourth, so he's the next highest guy on the board for me. All right. And then for me, I am going to go with, oh, I hate this because I put him up at four. <laughs> I had this guy at eight, and then I was looking at it again, and I was like, oh, I got to go four. And it's solely because of the quarterback position and where he plays and how much I think they can do over the season. So I'm going to take Chad and the Cops Lives Matter yeah. with my next pick. And then he's sitting there with Mahomes. And then I am going to take the Pocket Dogs and James with my next one. Nice. I'll go ahead and take Too Hot to Handle. Your defending champ, I don't think he's going to repeat this year, but for me, he's the highest guy on my list available. And then I'm not following him up with Octavio, who would be the next player. Who do we have here? Damn, this is this gets ugly. It's Octavio and Josh. I will go ahead and take Trey's team because I'm not taking Peterson's team above Trey, what Trey has. <laughs> I think Trey can fix it with the waiver wire, what he has. I tried to leave his team out when I was telling you who was left. Oh, I have a list. I have a list <laughs> going. Deceitful son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so then that leaves me with two picks. Yeah, I'm not taking that bum. So I'm going to take Octavio uh, with my next one, and then my turn is going to have Matt. So the lesser of yeah. evils here, leaving you with the Escobar brothers, uh, and Josh sitting there uh, for the rest of the season. So breaking down the teams, Tony's got the vinegar strokes. I shave my balls for this. Too hot to handle. Tony Patriot, three penis wine and the Eskimo brothers. While yours truly has password is taco, the Milford Academy, pocket dogs, murder boners, cops lives matter, and the California boner James 03. How do you feel? about how that just went and where you're going to end up at the end of the season. I feel like I'm going to have to sit down with Peterson and I'm, we're going to have to do some work. on. The oh, no, 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 no. We're no going to have to do some serious start sit discussions. Kamara's going to go down and you're going to be like, Hey, I have this guy, Tony Jones. You know, I know that he could really help my team out, but I'm about to lose a bet. So hey, let's make something work out for one of those four or five tight ends you got on your roster. You know, like, you know, that Irv Smith guy, I don't know if that's who he had, but I think it is. No, I'll, I'll take him. You know, he, he seems like he'll be solid whenever he comes back. <laughs> hey, so um, everybody in our league, right? Our league, our league was based off of, you know, Taco Corp being part of the show, the league on FXX and stuff like that, right? So everybody, when we started the league, had a team name that came from the show itself, right? 
Um, some of the ones like I didn't even realize that pocket dogs was one of them. And it James reminded me and sent me an episode link and stuff like that. Your team name has since changed to Tony Patriot because you know, I mean, the election was coming on and we had to show your true colors and where you stand. Uh, <laughs> so we ended up getting you to change that. And then I think it was four or five years ago when a bunch of shit started happening. We just decided that hey, Chad was going to be our resident person that everybody could hate. So we got him to change his name to cops lives matter. He hasn't changed it, which is kind of surprising, but it's kind of funny. And it was a joke and it wasn't really meant to like be whatever. It's not really who he is, but how do you feel about Matt and Terrence coming in the league and not aligning themselves with the show, the league and just picking out Milford Academy, whatever the hell that is. And then um, California boner, James O three. Well, if you remember my name before I did the change was channel four news team. So I also was not aligned mm -hmm. with uh, any taco corp uh, names from the show because I won this league in its inaugural season. <laughs> and then we had every single manager who was in the old league stay in the league and you changed the name and didn't invite me back. So you guys pulled a Maurice Moyer on me. <laughs> I refused. <laughs> I refused to adopt your stupid rules. I'll never, I'll never make a taco corp name and I'm happy that I now have two Patriots alongside me. <laughs> it is. It must be a South, Southern California thing. So it, it, just, it just must be a Southern California thing. All right. So before we get into uh, the final segment, Banger of the Week, which is obviously the most listened to part of the entire episode every single time we put out one, because, I mean, we're spitting out fire, getting your day going, getting your week going. People end up replaying it. So it's like, hey, they only listen to the last four minutes of the episode. None of that is factual. Um, I don't know my standings in Poland. I'm sure that they would enjoy that part of the episode as well, but we can't go without mentioning Tony's podcast, 58 West King podcast. You can find that on all the outlets that are out here. He's just put out 99 episodes hitting 100 has a special guest. Who's a big name. Uh, and it's pretty cool that he's got the guy, you know, coming on the show and stuff like that. So um, I think people are going to really enjoy that. I'm looking forward to it just to see kind of what you guys bring up, whether it's really fantasy related or you get into some of the, you know, yeah. getting to know stuff because that's how our episode and all that kind of stuff. We'll see what it looks like. You don't have to tell us and don't have to give us a preview, but let's just keep the expectations lower than that. Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't disappoint. Yeah. Have fun with it, man. I, it's going to be terrible. Don't listen to it. I'm excited. You might have seen this guy on television or something like that. You might have half a million followers on Twitter or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you have to listen to episode 150 at West King podcast. It's linked below. You can also check out champions dynasty league podcast. That's where we took, my league here, Taco Corp, and we took 58 West King and two other leagues of guys that, you know, we've spent some time with over the years in our line of work and took the best three managers out of those from the four leagues, put a 12-team dynasty together, just entered year two, had a draft a couple weeks back, and you'll be seeing weekly podcasts come out of there, one or two a week, uh, kind of giving you updates on what that looks like. So all of us are learning kind of dynasty and everything like that. So Next episode tomorrow. Next episode being tomorrow. So that'll be the day before the first NFL game, Bucks and Cowboys. Yep. So check out all that kind of stuff. And now into Banger of the Week. So Banger of the Week takes us back to the year 2003. Great year. What what year of school were you in, Tony, at that time? Uh, that was one year removed from high school. So I was working at Home Depot, pushing shopping carts around. No big deal. Yeah. Getting ready to get fired um, and stuff like that for drawing you know, your great artwork that is can be seen all over the Middle East in any bathroom that's out there as well. Cannot deny it nor confirm that. Anyways, the Spurs beat the New Jersey Nets 4-2 to two to win their second NBA championship. The Florida Marlins, Dontrell Willis, 
Florida Marlins beat the Yankees four to two to win the World Series. Uh, next year, 2004, they traded everybody away. Sean Green became a Dodger, and we know where the Marlins have been ever since. The John Gruden-led Bucks beat the Raiders 48 to 21 to win the Super Bowl. And we won't bring up who won the college football national championship that year because Trey doesn't need anything else to throw in our face to remind us that he's better than us. Uh, this artist became an international superstar in a reality show discussion with her man at the time, who was a fan of the worst university outside of Michigan regarding a canned tuna and what really comes out of the sea. And it's fantasy season. This song is everything we feel when it comes to week one of fantasy football season. If you've been listening to everybody's hot takes and all of that kind of stuff, that, that plays into it. Every type of fantasy content stuff out there or whatever, you know, it just plays into it and really is basically the song that entitles me, your host, Nate Molinay. When I got a pumpkin spice latte and a tub of ice cream in the bed at 1.17 a.m. watching Ryan Reynolds' shirtless movies, uh banger of the week with you by jessica simpson enjoy love you bye see you guys
so beautiful.